Welcome to Come Queens, a pussy positive podcast challenging cultural norms around our body, sexuality, and pleasure so that we can uplift the matriarchy one conversation at a time. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Grace. On this week's episode, we talk about the tragic case of Fort Hood soldier Vanessa Guillen and the push for more military accountability when it comes to cases of sexual abuse and harassment. Uh, just a warning to our listeners, we are going to be t- discussing uh, sensitive content about um, sexual assault. Yeah, so this case, it first came out, I think in June is when they found her body, and that's when protests were happening and her family was really campaigning for change to happen or at least some for the military to do something. Um, so that's when I first heard about this case. Yeah, and I mean, the, the hashtag I am Vanessa Guillen ended up trending uh, where a lot of other military members were sharing their stories of sexual abuse and assault. And I guess... Vanessa's family had come out after she had gone missing and said, hey, you know, she had reported to us that she was experiencing sexual harassment in um, on her military base in Fort Hood. And so they at that time didn't know what had happened to her. She was just missing. But they, you know, thought obviously that's suspicious when it lined up with her having um, told them about these experiences. Right. And they actually said that the day after she went missing, she was going to report um, and put it on file that she was being sexually harassed by this one um, other specialty officer. Which actually isn't the same person who ended up being charged with her murder, I don't think, right? Really? I I thought it was. I thought I was reading that she was... Sexually harassed by the man who was charged for her murder. I think several of her higher ups, too, because he wasn't technically in her chain of command. Like, I think it was more widespread than just one person harassing her also. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Um, And so I guess she was murdered um, by uh, another uh, a higher up named Robinson who... They had identified as a suspect and then put him on watch of which mm-hmm. he ended up escaping past two different guards who were supposedly watching. And the day after they found her remains on June 30th, he committed suicide. Yeah. So from there, they were just like, where's the accountability? How did this happen? And... This family has really been just absolutely relentless in seeking justice, not just for Vanessa, but for mm-hmm. all of the men and women who are who have experienced, um, you know, sexual assault and harassment in the military and also have died um, in in service at these at these bases and like Fort Hood specifically has a terrible track record um yeah for fort hood it's one of the biggest um bases 
military bases in the U.S. Well, and it makes sense that they would have more um, assault counts, but, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. There were, just in the year 2020 at Fort Hood, there were 25 soldier deaths. And since January of 2016, there have been 150 or more non-combat deaths at this facility, seven homicides, and at least 71 suicides there. And they said that more troops have died by homicide from Fort Hood since 2016 than have died in combat. So, I mean, these are the men and women who are serving our country, and they're not dying abroad fighting some foreign enemy. They're dying um, right. within. And you probably, I mean, there was a mass shooting. There have been three mass shootings at Fort Hood in the past 20 years. So, wow. I mean, obviously it's a lot of violence, but um, but this this case brought forward an investigation into specifically how they were handling um claims of sexual abuse and harassment um, at, at that base specifically, but also in the military as a whole, you know, cause this is just the army. And I mean, we know that it's not contained to just that branch of the military. Right. Yeah. Um, it took uh, Guillen's family, activists, politicians, um, they fought for months for an investigation into Fort Hood. And on July 10th, Ryan McCarthy, uh, the secretary of, um, of the Army, he finally ordered, ordered an investigation into the command, quote-unquote, command culture of uh, Fort Hood. And the, that was released December 8th of this year. They found 14 Army officials were either fired or suspended. These are all high-ranking uh, leaders in the Army. Um, and they found, quote-unquote, a pervasive sexual harassment and sexual assault culture. This is like the biggest disciplinary action ever implemented by the Army. Which is wild. And, and it and it's Right. That is insane that this is the biggest one. <laughs> right. And the thing is, is that there's actually not a lot of information about like because fired or suspended, okay? Mm-hmm. So like Right. That's that leads to a, a lot of other questions, which is that right. only a few of the names of those, you know, those officers or people involved were were yeah. na- even named. They don't know mm-hmm. what fired really means like does that just mean are they fired from the army completely or are they fired from their position at Fort Hood did they yeah are they just going to be moved around like the Catholic Church moves around pedophiles right were they allowed to retire were they allowed to keep their Mm -hmm. rank in the military because that's how you know and do they still get to have benefits and honestly like the family wants actual consequences not just like you lose your job. I mean, these people knew, like they've shown that people knew what was happening. They allowed it to continue to happen. And now a young woman is dead because of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, they they don't, yeah, they don't really have the justice that they're seeking. Right. That being said, I think it is really important that they did this independent investigation, which one would think would just yes. be a natural, like, no one can investigate themselves. I, I mm-hmm. <laughs> that just seems like pretty basic. Uh, so there, there's a 152 page report that the Fort Hood Independent Review Committee did, and they found that Sharp, which is the program 
um, the sexual harassment assault response prevention program is ineffective. They interviewed 507 yeah. <laughs> women and, or sorry, yeah, it was women, and uh, found 93 credible reports of uh, sexual assault. Only 59 of those are even reported. 135 mm-hmm. reports of harassment and only 72 were reported. So, I mean, that's insane. Like, those numbers are insane. Yeah. Um, it's obviously, you know, and, and there's a, a dis, you know, there, I think only 20% of the military is female. And so, you know, mm-hmm. th- then they're in this structure, too, with, like, the higher right. the hierarchy, which obviously disincentivizes you, like, I know in my experience with at a company with sexual harassment, it was my boss. Of course, that makes it harder. But in the military, when you're trying to report on your boss, your boss is like if you just leave the military, that's a crime. You can't just drop right. out. Um, so and they found that they were like punishing them, shaming them. Oh, yeah. Uh, retaliation was like a huge factor why people don't report um I mean, it it's really alarming, like, when you see the numbers and the statistics like this, but also, like, you take into account, like, civilian sexual assault. Like, you know a lot of people don't see justice. Um, so it's just um, amplified in the military because they're their own judge and jury. Right. Um, one case, it was really crazy. Trina McDonald... She um, was a soldier who was stationed in Alaska, and this was way before um, Don't Ask, Don't Tell initiative, um, so she she's a lesbian, and she was drugged and raped three times while on base, and like after, after the third time, she finally reported, but she was thrown into the barren sea and left for dead by the officers that just raped her. Like, that's the kind of retaliation we're talking about. Like, serious life and death shit. It's not like, you know, we're going to um, put your name out there. It's, like, it's scary. Yeah. And, I mean, I think, like, I mean, obviously rape culture exists throughout our society. But, I mean, specifically in the military, there is such a history of, like, I believe it was when I was reading Angela Davis's book where she was talking about how, but it could have been a different book that I read recently that um, wi- that women like in Vietnam, like they, they actually like encourage soldiers to to rape women. Like that's like kind mm-hmm. of, you know, the whole like rape and pillage part of war right. and that that's like a way to, you know, I guess exert your dominance over another. Maybe let some steam off. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know what the what the logic is there but um but yeah I mean there's there's no excuse for it and and everyone's saying that this moment is like the me too of the military but it's Mm -hmm. it just feels like okay we're gonna talk I mean I've heard about this for a long time like I've I've seen stories Mm -hmm. for many years about these things and it just feels like let's not act surprised about something that we obviously all already knew about um, right. And let's put some actual standards in place to start to make it better. Um, the military said that, in, but in twenty eight, in twenty eighteen, there were twenty thousand service members who were sexually assaulted 
Only 5,000 reported them. Less than 500 of those cases went to a court-martial, and there were only 250 convictions. 250 convictions out of 20,000 assaults. And, I mean, how can that... And that can't be good... That can't be good for the military in, in, in any way, you know? Like, that's not fostering, you know, the purpose of the military either, to have your fellow soldiers assaulting each other. And um, females accounted for 63% of the assaults. Um, but that also means that a lot of men are being assaulted as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um and it, I mean, it's what you see, like, it's what you see in movies about, like, the military, too, like, Full Metal Jacket, like, those classic uh, military movies, you see, like, rape and sexual assault, and, like, I, I guess it's all about power and, you know, like, the initiation stage of the military. It's so fucked up. It's like, we even see it in our media, and we're just like, oh, that's just a part of it, but, like... It's fucking real life and it affects real people. Like when you see families who are affected by this, like it's it really like hits home and you're like, fuck, like this is this is not okay. Like right. And something needs to happen. Yeah, and you know, Vanessa is like first generation into the United States, decided that she was gonna wanted to She was twenty. Twenty, 20 years, years old. old. She was so young. And she actually like wanted to join, you know, she wanted to join the military and the military has a history, like the military strongly recruits Latinx people and Mm -hmm. like to the point, um, I mean the closest thing I have to like a, a, a personal experience with this, but like when I was in high school, I remember how the, the recruiters, which first of all were allowed to be stationed in my high school, which what the fuck Mm -hmm. is that? about you know and they strongly targeted like our latinx students to the point that like all of their materials were in spanish and i remember one day like uh one of the dudes handed me a like a pencil um that you know like a recruiting pencil or whatever that was in spanish Mm -hmm. and i i threw it at him in the hallway. Nice. Well, Fuck I mean, you. the thing is, it's like I have I have a lot of family members in the military and I know how much they sacrifice, you know, but it's like, are you going to recruit these, you know, because it's it, it really gives such an opportunity when especially people who are have immigrant families. I feel like it's like, oh, now I'm going to be a part of this country and have access to you know, you have access to uh, VA loans. You have access to money mm-hmm. to go to college. Like, it's a great, but we shouldn't, you shouldn't have to go into the military in order to be able to access those things in our society. Right. And I feel like, yeah, exactly. This young woman was just trying to, you know, like start her life and, and a solid, I mean, the military can provide like a really solid career for people um, mm-hmm. that can be awesome. And so, feel like she you know and her family just they they so eloquently express um it's one it's one of those things because her her mother um typically in interviews her mother Gloria um you know is speaking in Spanish but I feel like the way 
I feel like you don't need to understand Spanish to understand what she's saying and to feel yeah. how she feels. Uh, every, everything I watched with her whole family today had me welling up in tears just like seeing their their raw emotion and how frustrated they are that they're mm-hmm. just like, please, will somebody listen? Like this never right. needed to happen. But they staged protests, you know, um, mm-hmm. and th- I think this shows that protest is, you know, can really be effective in pushing the conversation forward. Um, Definitely. Yeah. They they refused to, you know, stay silent. And honestly, like they weren't they weren't even really investigating that much to begin with. She went missing on or she was killed on April 22nd. I think she was reported missing on the 23rd it wasn't until may 18th that they did the interview where they found out that um the the guy who killed her had been seen dragging i mean dragging a large box out i mean it seems extremely suspicious that you would just see this dude like right. lugging this giant box out um off base so i mean people yeah he was ha- seen the the next day yeah and that's the only witness that they have. But like she was killed right. on the base. Somebody had to have seen some blood, exactly. heard something yeah. like there had to have been another witness that we still don't have. Right. Um, and so they're just keeping quiet because like being killed on a military base, that seems like, holy shit, that looks real fucking bad for Fort Hood. If you were killed on base, she was, I mean, just like the little details, um, she was in her um her weapons area and then went over to his area they they were he wasn't her superior or anything like she I guess she just knew him from working in the same area as him and that she was last seen leaving her building and going to his and then the last report is him dragging a giant tough box out of um out of where he worked um and while they were yeah the details the details of this murder are are gruesome yeah they i mean even his his, her body like with his girlfriend with his girlfriend who's who has testified um cecily aguilar she is Mm -hmm. she she's the only person who's in prison for this but she's a civilian Um, yes and and everyone's so were, young too. He's twenty, she's twenty two. While they were looking for her body, they found another body of another person. That's crazy. In a this in a tough box, whatever. I, I honestly don't. I imagine. Wait, they fa- they found two bodies in the same box. Not in the same box, but they while oh. they were searching for her body, they found another Fort Hood service oh. member who was killed just looking for her body and they had declared him a wall so they weren't even investigating Whoa. that murder in the meantime i mean Whoa. so like that's one of the things that's that, insane i mean if vanessa's family hadn't pushed and said like 
we know she's missing. You know, would they have even looked for her? They would have just declared her AWOL the whole time. That's what they do immediately and then don't look into it, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, and that's a problem in general. Like, I think a lot of times that happens with, like, teen girls that go missing as as far as, like, sex trafficking and everything. Like, they're just like, oh, she's 15. She probably ran off with a boy or, like, you know. Right. And then they just never look into it. So, like props to her family i just i have so much admiration oh yeah because this them. wouldn't happen none of these changes would have happened without her family pushing so hard and organizing these protests like and it, it just it wouldn't have they have to take and that has to take such a personal toll to like continually yeah put yourself in the public eye to talk about this mm-hmm. tragedy that happened to your family just because like you, I mean, they want justice for her and for for everyone else. And I think that, yeah. um, you know, she wouldn't. I watched the video of the family meeting with Trump at the White House. Um, mm-hmm. And even in that video, they were talking about there had been a baby that was thrown at Fort Hood that was thrown out of a window that was killed. Um, yeah. And, and her and the mother is like talking about this baby to Trump too and she's just like it's not just my daughter it's this is a problem you know I mean you would think and you think when you I would think as a parent you know your fears for your child joining the military aren't that they're going to be killed by someone else in their own ranks I would think you'd be more concerned about you know them going to war combat right exactly yeah so, so yeah, we have we have to um, really push. But this this Vanessa Guillen Act that the family the family's lawyer actually helped draft. Her name is uh, Natalie Cowem. Ka- uh, I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong, but she um, yeah she helped draft this legislation, and it has been. Uh, put up in the house by Jackie Spear who's um California House of Representatives member and then in the Senate by Maisie Hanoff of Hawaii and Cory Booker of New Jersey so we already have legislation that they put together um it makes Mm -hmm. sexual harassment a crime which why aren't we already doing that everywhere I mean (laughs) I I yeah that's exactly what I thought I was like oh it's not already a crime in the U.S. military okay well I mean it's not a crime at a job it's not a crime I mean yeah look what happened to you know Donna Freitas you know when we talked to her yeah like um but the and honestly like this act applies to the military but I when I was reading through it I was like we could do this why can't this be for everyone um right it creates a confidential reporting system. Oh, you guys don't have mm-hmm. that already? Uh, what? Oh, no. No, it's the military. Everything is uh, you intertwined. Report, and You report to the, the chain of command, back to the chain. Yeah. And they decide whether or not it goes forward or not. Right. Based on their own whim. Even though they could be involved. Mm-hmm. Which and they most likely are because it's usually a superior officer. Right. Or it's somebody who's already under that. Like it's somebody under their direction who's done it. Um, yeah. And they're making a way to tell who's a serial offender, which this one is like, mm. you know, to have a database, which is a problem with the EEOC um, that I end, which is the existing system for just employment discrimination that I ended up right. finding out that there's actually no way that they have to keep tabs on if the same person keeps getting reported to them 
Um, they It requires an independent investigation outside of the chain of command by trained professionals. Mm-hmm. Again, seems really straightforward. Um, <laughs> yeah. Independent prosecutorial de- determination. So you don't, you know, so you're not judge, jury, and executioner type situation, except for no one, definitely right. no one's getting executed about it or even tried in almost all cases. Um, mm-hmm. And it leaves room so that victims can file complaints with the Department of Defense for financial compensation, which honestly, oh, like, hit nice. Like, you have, I'm a firm believer in like hitting people in their pockets. It like does help create tra- change. Um, and then they also are supposed to have uh, more accountability and um, look at, look further at missing persons. Like, why aren't you doing this already? Um, Right. As well as as well as having training, because obviously whatever training they're doing isn't working. Yeah. Or doesn't even exist. (laughs) Right. I mean, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I imagine the stuff. I mean, all that stuff, you the stuff you see in movies where they're like, you know, degrading you like Mm -hmm. with language that it's often like misogynistic language that right. that's real like i've definitely asked yeah. my friends in the military like hey do they do that but like yeah they do that mm-hmm. to beat you down yeah um, so i mean that's like the whole that's the whole goal right right but i just found out today that they're not going to bring this vote to a floor to the floor this year this year yeah Mm. Pelosi is not going to bring it in they're claiming that it will become like a top priority next year but then you always wonder Mm. with those things it's just how I feel about like our city council is it just gonna get yeah like brushed under the the can yeah like yeah kick it down the line until it's not something that is in the media spotlight it's not so now you know it would be good for us to reach out to all of our congress people and I don't see why this isn't something that could receive bipartisan support i think it is Mm, um, no republicans have come forward and said that they are into it really but no one's up like i don't think anyone's like uh vocally like opposing it but yeah it it hasn't yeah it hasn't seen that um Hmm. so that's concerning which is why also if you live in georgia vote 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 Mm -hmm. vote um yes for real because then we we have a chance to have a majority right now yeah and if you know anyone in georgia definitely do that um but we yeah it's like um oh and then i started looking into so today also the the top six um leading veterans groups have requested the resignation of the va secretary Robert Wilkie, hmm. because this, I mean, this is an, the appointed, he's in charge of the whole VA for the entire country in the Trump administration. Wow. And he, there was a woman named Andrea Goldstein who was assaulted and abused in a public area um, at the VA in DC. And he was involved in spreading rumors and working to discredit her. Hmm. But. It's really cool that these veteran organizations got together. It's like the VFW, Disabled Veterans of America, Paralyzed Veterans of America, AMVETS, and Vietnam Veterans of America all have signed letters calling for um, 
his resignation. They said he, they he, that he no longer has the trust or confidence of American veterans. So wow, yeah, the, good. Those are really powerful groups, you know. And that's what it's it's going to oh, take. Yeah, definitely, it's going to take the service members joining together and saying like, "Hey, this isn't the culture that we're going to be involved in." Right. McCarthy um, also, he established the People's First Task Force, um, and that was finally implemented in March, and or he wants to implement it in March. I think he actually leaves his position this year, and another person takes over, so that's kind of concerning as well, because he's the one who's made all these changes right now, so hopefully that carries into the next administration. Um but their job is to make plans to enforce the committee's recommendations. Um, that committee found 70 recommendations ranging from all sorts of things um, like involving their AWOL policy. So new missing persons policy has been signed and that allows commanders to classify missing soldiers for up to two days as absent unknown instead of just writing them off as AWOL. So while trying to determine if a soldier has left their post voluntarily. So that encourages the encourages them to look into their disappearance more, which they should. Holy shit. If a military person leaves their command, I feel like that's a big uh, deal. <laughs> right. I mean, in I mean, for a number of reasons, too, like are they okay mentally? Because as we know, like suicide is very right. prevalent in the military. So you want to make sure that they're safe. Are they off going to plan a mass shooting like the, the mm -hmm. like these keep happening at Fort Hood? And there have been other right. high profile mass shootings by like current and former military. Um, I mean, it just seems like a basic like if your job, if I just didn't show up to my job, they wouldn't be like, well, guess she's gone forever. Yeah. She's a wall. <laughs> yeah, no more questions asked. Like, yeah, it's just ass backwards. Um, so that sounds good, though. I mean, that sounds the the truth is is I I also think though that like until we start to see we're gonna have to see more women and like that was the first thing I started to think about is like mm -hmm. if we see more women in leadership positions. One, that'll increase the respect level for all women in the military. And mm -hmm. then you might see some of these things start to be addressed. I mean, right. I, yeah. Hopefully more reporting for one. But who's going to more comfortable as a woman in charge? Right. But who's going to report? I think that's the thing, too. And it'll take time to switch over because it's like you know, can I really trust that this reporting system is going to do anything? Because a lot of right. times the way that reporting systems work, and I think it should be really like victim led, like, uh, you know, like how we talked, well, I just keep thinking about our conversation with Donna, but like that, mm -hmm. you know, that if the victim should get to decide what they want, maybe you're allowed to get like right. a, um, like a, honorable discharge if that's if you'd rather just exit the situation and not mm -hmm. you know because not every victim is going to want to have to stand you know face to face with their harasser or assaulter and that's traumatic in itself too so that I think that there should be right. more remedies than that and and in training that should I mean now more than ever that should be an a key 
because I think a lot of times these trainings just are like, check the box. You know, I mean, I know all my work sexual harassment trainings were like that. My work sexual Mm -hmm. harassment trainings gave me like they were awful. (laughs) Like in I had to, you know, it was like one of those things where you have to click into the portal and like watch the training videos and then pass the test at the end. Yes. And like, oh, we did our required thing. Guess what? That doesn't do shit. First of all, your boss should come to you and say like, hey, just checking in. I mean, almost like, why wouldn't that be a question? Do you feel comfortable at work? I mean, and that could mean a lot of things, you know, but you should be able to talk about that with somebody um, or have a designated person who isn't in your chain of command automatically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think that, you know, Vanessa's passing won't be in vain you know like I think that we're gonna see true true progress here because of that but um yeah yeah will it be enough because I sometimes with incremental change I get so frustrated because you're like when you read this bill you're just it's it's like just as shocking that none of these things existed prior to this (laughs) exactly yeah I mean the military is its own special island it seems like where you could you can do anything and uh when you get it's disciplined within terrifying. you get disciplined within the military structure like you you don't even yeah, get there's no oversight it's not even like the cops like why wouldn't the regular police handle i mean if it's ha- i mean obviously if you're you know stationed in afghanistan or something that's going to be a different story right but when sure. you're sitting in the middle of texas it seems like you know you could <laughs> yeah. just involve the texas rangers if you if you must but i think <laughs> well and i think this moment just speaks to like when we talk about police and police brutality, I mean, I think that that's a lot of what all of this is about is people finally saying, okay, we give these people tremendous power and then we have no feasible way to hold them accountable. Okay, you have something to on check paper. It, yeah. Yeah. Check mm-hmm. the, you got to have checks and balances. And, you know, and it's going to make everyone better in the end. It's not like, you know, you're going to you're going to have a higher performing military if everybody who's there is safe and comfortable. It, yeah, exactly. Like that you're we're, literally they have each other's backs to save each other's lives. If they're in combat, you would obviously want mm-hmm. that to be a cohesive team where people aren't afraid of other people and people aren't abusing other people. It just seems right. Like, How can logical. you go into combat with someone who? you're afraid of just sitting at home with like I don't I don't understand how you can build that trust or quote-unquote like brotherhood that they talk about when you're at fear for your life at on a American soil on a U.S. military base yeah it's there it I mean this is really exposing like what is deeply rooted and deeply wrong and not working within the U.S. military yeah, and I, I mean, I think... And these are these are a lot of steps, sorry, these are a lot of steps, like, forward, um, but oh, like definitely. you said, we have to maintain that it keeps, that we keep this momentum up, especially since Pelosi is saying she's not going to vote on it They're not going to bring it, yeah. They have more, like, pressing yeah, so matters, we, but they voted on, like, opening new museums. Yeah. Like, I mean, I understand that <laughs> stimulus is, is, you know, important, right, but right. this seems pretty important and i mean and it probably doesn't go far enough 
you know? Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, it's just it just seems like you'd want you'd almost want to take the punishment aspect out of the hands of the military completely as well. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. But they have their own court system. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> within them. Um, and obviously they're not incentivized probably to like kick people out of the military unless they really, really have to because they need right. their recruits. One of the other really powerful to- tools they use though was saying um, Lula, which is uh, La Voz de Comunidad, de la Comunidad. It's um, like the oldest Hispanic uh, organization, organizing um, group in the country, but they actually started calling for no and enli- like say asking latinx people and women to not enlist in like in the military which would completely ah uh, boycott boycott i think boycotts are that again that's hit- hitting them like in their wallets in the belt like that's a major uh source for the for the u.s military right, they can't keep going on unless they get new people in there so yeah i think that's a great idea yeah yeah and boycotts work we they need to really, fucking boycott. We just need to take take that honestly, and use that for a lot of things for, in, in the U.S. I know. It's like you have to get enough people on board. I always say that, though. Like, even if we just picked, like, one thing a week to boycott and it just mm-hmm. was, like, on a rotation, like we could really fuck some people up really fast and get them to, you know, change their mind. I mean, even if everyone was right. like, I'm not going to uh, go to this one store for a week or, you know... All of that, like economic boycotts matter and worker. I mean, this is a worker's mm-hmm. rights issue because that at yes. the end of the day, yeah, they're definitely. they're workers and they're doing probably one of the most difficult jobs that there is, I, I would imagine, um, that has long. La- I mean, you're already sacrificing so much. And then to to put all that out there and then to know that you actually have have no protection the other way is. Mm-hmm. It blows my mind. So I just learned that last month they arrested another Fort Hood soldier for another murder of a woman who was not, she wasn't a soldier herself, but um, mm. in 2019, Chelsea Cheatham was killed um, in a day's in, and they just now arrested um, another soldier for, for doing that. Uh, so, like, you know, we hear Nate, we hear Vanessa Guillen's name. And I'm so glad that mm-hmm. we have heard her name and I'm so glad, right. you know, that. but there are so many other people out there that we don't even see. Right. Yeah. That's a scary thing. And a lot of people don't even report like because of threat of retaliation, which is life or death apparently in the military. Yeah. And, but so many more people, I think this whole story allowed people the space to mm-hmm. start to report more. Open up and talk about, yeah, talk about their own experiences. So, yeah, I hope I hope that, um, you know, I hope we continue down that path and reach out. So what can we do? We can reach out to our senators mm-hmm. and Congress people and say, say, don't forget about this bill. Yeah, don't forget about it's called the hashtag I am Vanessa Guillen Act. And mm-hmm. we need to get that pushed through right away. And, you know, if you are in the military, I think you should, you know, like I think talking to other people who are with you there too and just like figuring out how you can support each other because you're not always going to be able to trust that the system is going to play out as it should and give you justice right um and I yeah 
I hope that more people come forward who know about this case, too. Me too. Yeah, it seems very suspicious that there was, that no one else has come forward. And so the family still has like a lot of unanswered questions, and that's really important mm-hmm. to them, you know, that they find yeah. out more. So, um, I'm, yeah. And um, our hearts go out to them, of course, you know, just her whole family, like even her, her, um, her grandmother and aunt, like came in from Mexico just to like attend these protests and to speak up for her. Mm -hmm. She has five siblings who have all been out there um, fighting, fighting the fight for her. And they just they're just very determined to make sure that, you know, this doesn't happen to another another woman. So, yeah. I mean, being in the military in the U.S. is one of the most revered professions. And we always talk about how we love our military and our servicemen and women. Like, caring about this issue is insanely important. And it's patriotic. Like, oh, so patriotic. It's, a, it's affecting these people's everyday lives. Like, they can't perform their job of uh, serving their country if they don't feel safe at their own base if with their own superiors or... Um, people who are next to them. So care about this issue. It's a bipartisan issue. Yeah, it's definitely like there's, there's, I don't understand why anyone wouldn't support this. Um, and wh- I mean, it seems like, boop, just pass it right away. You know, there's some issues yeah. like that where you're just like, I don't, I don't even know why this is up for conversation. But people who have like wielded this power for a long time want to mm-hmm. hold on to it, you know? Right. And yeah, and we also have to we have to change who who we you know who we um, promote in the military too. Yeah, because I mean yeah. it's only been recent that even you know women have been allowed in combat position. True. At all, you know. So, I mean, I oh, I can't imagine. I I don't think I could. Have, I mean, I I wouldn't make it one fucking second in the military oh no 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 i mean not even because of this i don't have the mental fortitude for that (laughs) no no way uh but we appreciate those people who do and like let's support them so um we will see you next week yeah with another topic and uh we hope everyone is staying safe out there keep wearing yeah wear those masks get a bubble especially during the winter months we were talking like hamster ball we want yeah we want little hamster balls so that we can yeah roll around that'd be fun in the snow too (gasps) i know they keep taunting us and acting like it's gonna snow here and i'm so excited about it and then it never it's just rain happens it's just been raining it's It's a giant mud pit outside that sucks Oh, well, thanks for listening. Oh, and you know what we haven't said in a long time? If you, it would really mean a lot to us if you guys would rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, it really helps us grow. And also share, just share it with a friend. I yeah. feel like, because if you're enjoying this conversation, like you're going to be able to have such great conversations with your friends if you tell them about this too. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> Words mean something, even though they're free. Grace. Grace. There you are. Okay. Hey.